everything I know I learned from Frank Miller And everything I do I do as fast as flash run quarterback status And then some Welcome to Confessors Podcast I am your host Dustin Doing this so like I do Hopefully my voice isn't as annoying Or at least back to the normal amount of annoying After several weeks of just being sick and gross And just horrible to listen to I thank you for tuning in Comic Bastards, reviews, and sometimes news. I'm uh, leading with this because I still get... Here's a thing. Over the, the course of the website, when we first started, we covered everything we wanted to. I meant, you know, uh, fan-made uh, video and cosplay and video games, all this sort of stuff. And... For a while, it was fun, it was great, and there wasn't a lot of it. Now there's like a new fan video, there's ones trying to get real money on Kickstarter, which blows my fucking mind. I'm like, just make the fucking video. I'm not going to pay you money for something you can't sell, that's stupid, but whatever. Um, so the kind of like the evolution of the site is now, that was a lot of work for me, and I don't have that much fucking time in my life anymore, so I'm just sticking to what I'm good at, which is at least in my opinion, uh, reviews and press releases that I don't comment about because no one cares about my comments because my comments are almost always going to be, well, this could either suck or it sucks. So, just opening with that. I'm not going to conduct interviews. I'm not an interviewer. I have no training to do interviews. I don't like doing them personally because I know how bad I, I am at them. I don't cover Kickstarters because I could do an entire site just covering Kickstarters, and that's Kickstarter, and that's just weird to me, so no. Um, what I will do is is lead with some news, because this is kind of a throwback to old uh, CBMFP episodes in which we, we talked about some uh, sexual allegations that were being brought up against DC editor Eddie Bergunza, and... Uh, Finally, um, you know, here we are 2017 and people were able to bring it up again and get some positive action. He's been let go from DC and I'm not uh, particularly happy to see him lose his job. Like I understand livelihood and everything is, it's hard, you know, this is a, a, a difficult world and when you do a job for 30 years and all of a sudden you're out on your ass and got to find a different job, um, Especially when you're in the comic book world and comic books don't exactly give you a life of luxury unless you're uh, high up there in it and getting some of that cushy WB money. Um, but here's the thing. This, is, this has been a long time coming. This this guy's did a lot of... There's a lot of allegations against him. More that was covered in the story that actually got him fired. But, hey, real journalists covered it or at least, I don't know. I don't know what... BuzzFeed journalists are. Are they real? Do they have schooling? I don't know. Better than comic journalists, which typically don't. Typically, it's just a bunch of people that like comic books, and all of a sudden, it's just like, you're a journalist. Ask the questions. Like, mm, no, that's why I led with, I'm not a fucking journalist. I do reviews at the beginning. Just saying. Anyway, it's kind of a throwback, because uh, before, DC was just like, yeah, we'll look into it, which was the perfect old white guy capitalist uh, answered before 2017 and now it doesn't really fucking cut it so uh just uh interesting times because i had seen his name on a lot of books recently being edited that i was reading and i will say this 
I have not liked any of them because most of them, segue, have been this Batman shit or just other stuff tying into Metal Knights. And I have enjoyed any of that. If you follow this podcast or my reviews, I've hated all of them. That brings me Batman Who Laughs. Batman plus Joker. There you go. That's all you need to know. Uh, no, this one, this one actually had a shit ton of potential. It's a great idea because they actually let James Tinian do, like, go just push the envelope with the Joker, like, really far. And, uh, and in predictable fashion, Batman kills the Joker because he's been pushed too far uh, to where he was systematically eliminating Gotham and had bound Batman and and drugged him in such a way that he his body was feeble but his mind was sharp and could retain all the horrors that he was seeing and then continued to bring <coughs> excuse me uh families of 3 in front of his eyes and kill both the parents and infect the children so that was that was nice there's a lot of like just if this had been Similar to uh, Batman White Knight, where it was like a miniseries and it was giving, being given time to build to this point. That would have been great. But leading with this, it's a little like RoboCop, but not really. Because then the rest of it, you're just like, well, now he's this Bat Joker and he's crazy and evil. And how could anyone stop him? And that goes back into my huge, horrible problem with this Batman Metal Knights thing. All of these Batman are really fucking scary like this guy figured out 15 different ways to kill superman okay well <laughs> that means superman can't be stopped or can easily be stopped especially since you already have the doomsday batman who uh i don't know punched his way through as superman he was just like feel my love fish feel them so it just leads to my problem of these guys are being built too big they're being built too big to fail so when they do fail because they have to because that's that's how this game goes. Good defeats evil because we've already seen what happens when evil wins. You uh, tank your company for five years, Marvel. Um, good luck with Bendis over there, DC. God, I hope he doesn't get in on this evil shit. But whatever. And uh, it just it just makes it like something's gonna be unbelievable about the finish of this. And it, that's just kind of typical Scott Snyder's fashion, unfortunately. Uh, if you've read any of his other stuff, you you know. The man doesn't stick his landings. He just doesn't, you know. I I would love someone to point out one one book where there was a satisfying ending. The uh Jesus Christ, this house is just so fucking loud right now. Um The one with the Joker and the the, the family thing where he didn't kill anyone and he fell off the cliff or whatever. Like, really? That was that was a satisfying ending to everyone? It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh so that's the uh the Batman Who Laughs. The art's great. There's, There was a great potential of a story, but it's just, it's more, more of the same mediocre crap. Edited by the former editor of DC, incidentally. Dark Fangs also out this week. Uh, it's vampires at image, something I've never really been a fan of. There's, you could break this story down into three segments in a way. Uh, it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's almost like it's out of order. It's like the the middle of the book is the beginning, the beginning of the book is the middle, and the the ending is the ending, and it kind of sucks. It's about a, a female vampire. She's discovered 
the modern world. You don't know why she's just now discovering it, but she becomes a cam girl and starts just using, using her viewers and her vampire powers to uh, ensnare people to give her more Bitcoin, essentially. I don't call it Bitcoin because I guess they're afraid of getting sued by Bitcoin or something. They call them tokens. And, uh, and then after that, it goes into her origin story. And you're like, oh, okay, the cam girl thing, that's kind of interesting. You know, what, what are you going to do with this, you know, more? Like, she makes a bunch of billionaires, like, give her all her money, their money, and uh, then catch themselves on fire and shit to avoid problems and headaches and all that. And then goes into her origin, where she was, like, a, the Cinderella of vampires, where she was kidnapped and turned into a vampire to clean up after other vampires. And then betrayed them, killed them, just went into the ocean and, like, lived there for however, like, hundreds of years, which was cool. It was great. She had, like, a friend who was a shark and shit, and then some, like, black shit comes and, like, kills them, and you're just like, oh, was that, like, a nuclear bomb? What is it? And you don't know, because she doesn't know. And that's kind of the only the only thing about this character is because her education level is so low, like, everything, everything's a fucking mystery to her. Like, just everything. So, you're just like, alright, yeah. And then in the end, she's fucking buys Dracula's castle. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, what? What the fuck? How did we... Like, I get you made a shit ton of money from being a cam girl, but how did we get to this point? And why? Why? I don't know. Um, the art's pretty good. Then there's an over... It's over-narrated, in my opinion. It's not terrible. Like, it actually was really easy and smooth to read, but it just... There's so many times where I was just like, what is what is happening? Why is it happening in this order? Um, I don't know. I, I kind of don't see myself reading a second issue, so you'll probably never hear me talk about it again. Uh, there's something else I... Wanted to jump to before just pumping out more first issues, but I'll just go to Ninja K, which is the new series of Ninjak. If you didn't know, they went through and they Wolverined his ass, and he wasn't Ninjak, he was actually Ninja K. He was the K in the fucking alphabet of their sequence of ninjas. And this is, uh, series is going through the origin of the ninja program and because uh people are going someone's going through and killing all the old retired ninjas that are still alive um ninjak has become 100 percent freelance and we kind of see some of that and he's kind of hanging out with a guy who's his mentor and tells him old stories and shit and you find out that this guy's got like a real all these ninjas, they got damaged goods because the the cool thing about Ninjak and the Ninja program is that it is a James Bond style of... It's a 007 or 00 program in the Valiant Universe, which I think is what makes it particularly cool to me. Uh, they're ninjas with gadgets in a way, but that's kind of how you have to look at it. Like all these men that are recruited are damaged goods, like heavily damaged goods. Like Colin himself, you know, his parents were double agents. His father wasn't actually his father. It was like a Russian that his mom slept with for information. And 
ended up being his butler and it's just like it's a weird like jacked up thing he's not he's not bruce wayne damage he's like completely different like what if bruce wayne's parents sucked really bad and hung out for many years that's the type of damage he is and so you almost kind of need to know that going into this because that makes you appreciate the ninja program a little bit more and gives you more insight you're like oh this is james bond's ninjas mine is kind of more of the james bondy-ish stuff um, so you learn more about the first ninja and all this other stuff, and it's just, it's pretty interesting, uh, they're coming for him to kill him and everything, and of course he runs into one, and it's probably just gonna be the first or the second ninja, who fucking knows, so, but I enjoyed it, I thought the dialogue was really good, there's a couple times of art where I didn't particularly like Colin's face, because he just looked like a, I don't know, just a crabby potato, it's just had like a really crabby potato face and I was like, oh that's not very good. Uh hopefully it'll improve or not just not be so heavy on the line work, I guess. But if you enjoyed the previous Ninjack series, this feeds you know, goes right into it essentially. You know, it's just they're rebooting it because this is a new creator's run. It's been I think two years of the Matt Kent stuff, or yeah, two years. And so it's just kind of like a it's a logical progression of a fresh start where it feels more like a Mignola fresh start where you're like, hey, we're doing a it's still same story, but we're continuing it and we're just kind of making this a little less confusing to people uh, instead of more like a, a Marvel fresh start where they're like, hey, we did 12, we're doing we're doing one, we're doing a new issue. Hey, we're doing we did we did six, we got to do another one. You know, it's it's less about the number one on the uh, cover than it is to represent this is a new direction for the character with a new creative team. So just kind of keep that in mind. It's new, but it's not. Uh, last thing I just want to quickly talk about is uh, Little Guardians from Scout Comics. I just super like this one. It, I mean, I hate to say it's all ages, but it kind of is. Uh, it takes place in a fantasy world where there's 12 towns, and each town has a guardian. And, well, actually, each town has two two orbs and technically two guardians one one a guardian and one a guardian in training and it's always passed down from you know father to son etc etc except for as we learn in the zero issue the guardian has a daughter and to it's weird the doctor and the nurse make a decision to switch these two babies that were born at the same time so they give the guardian a son but it's not his son and they give this uh, shopkeep a daughter, then he kind of treats like, on God, Cinderella again, now that I think about it. Um, but now they've grown up, and it's like not a known secret. It's just only these two characters know, and they kind of always are on the verge of revealing it, uh, especially as the, uh, the kid, who the son, who's not technically the guardian's son, uh, is being trained, and he... He sucks at being a guardian. He can't control everything. He keeps releasing demons that have been sealed in it. And you're just like, ah, shit. And now there's demons organizing and they're taking over because this cult is organizing or being organized and, and using people to organize the demons. And this uh, kind of rogue guardian, she comes and she's trying to unite all the guardians. And the guy's just like, how'd you even get an orb and stuff? And it's, it's kind of, it's got some, like, sexist overtones of, like, you know, women shouldn't be guardians. Like, 
I don't know how you got that, but you probably you probably stole that or something. Meanwhile, she finds his daughter that he doesn't know about, and her spirit animal keeps finding her, and it's like this black um, puma jaguar thing. And it's pretty just it's pretty dope because at first she's all scared of it, but it keeps helping her and everything, and then it starts protecting her. And uh, even though she's not really ready to embrace the guardian lifestyle she still is embracing this guardian so it's only got four issues plus a zero issue which i think is it's interesting because you don't have to read the zero issue but if you do it changes how you read the series because you could just read the series and you're just like why why do they keep pausing at these weird moments and stuff it is very slowly revealing um the mystery especially when it has like the father and daughter on the screen for the first time or on the page for the first time and you can see like their hair is 100% the same and their eye color is the same but you know if you don't know that you're just kind of looking at it like oh that's weird that they're taking time to show me this if you do know it as everyone listening now does uh it just kind of makes it interesting because you're just like ah oh, fuck when are they gonna just like reveal this to them like shit tell them ah damn but uh, it's worth reading. Like I said, four issues. I'm pretty sure you can get it on Scout's website. Uh, they, after uh, they solicit through Diamond and stuff, they actually sell their books on their website. So that's something to check out. Uh, that is all I got this week. I was going to read. What the fuck was I going to read? Oh, Fence. About fencing from Boom. So I'm kind of curious if uh, any of you guys out there read it. What do you think of it, and uh, should I should I read it? So let me know in the comments on the website. Uh, no audio going forward. I think the six of you that just kept watching those horrible, horrible videos I was doing, but uh, the numbers just <laughs> sharply declined, and I, I'm just really bad at giving a fuck about looking at hits and stuff like that. But for, for just six viewers, sorry. It's just, it, it was a lot of work to keep going. <laughs> Uh, the audio is much easier and also quite long. Damn. Anyway, thanks for listening. You can find me at Enter the Hero at Comic Bastards. I thank you for visiting comicbastards.com. Hopefully, a friend shared this with you, and if not, maybe you'll share it with a friend. Thanks. damn mind like logan this time all possessed by the red right hand fighting that snap storm just chilling nemesis laughing cyclone mentally prepares for eye blasting novels with the graphics picture strips see comics need to settle down just a little bit and go back underground life for permanent bastards got it right though they write to keep the scene on the right track so they read the stack after stack and Someone gotta scan these creators and check, man. And the verdict is Jason Aaron, yeah, he's in check. Tony Daniel, yep, in check. If you read a comic, put it back. Plastic sleeve, hard cardboard back. Then in the milk crate, black. Filed alphabetically, no, seriously. 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 seriously.